Yeah, yeah, exactly. No one likes cilantro, but people keep putting it in their food. Hello, I'm Robin. And I'm Eric. And this is Do We Like, the podcast where we debate pros and cons of popular people, places, and things to decide if we like them or need to leave them. Correct. And we're back with another lightning round. we got a special guest coming up. They're going to give us a few topics that have been weighing them down, and we're going to debate it out. Each debate consists of two rounds where we each get one minute to make points or rebut the other's points. And then our special guest is going to assign points to the winner. And whoever has the most points at the end of the episode will be the winner of this lightning round. And the winner of the lightning round gets to choose their position on the next full debate episode, which will be next week, which are very big stakes. They cause big swings in these debates, so this is very important. All right, and our guest for this week is our friend and my former classmate, Savannah Lucas. Hi, Savannah. Hello. Hi, Eric. Hi, Robin. Hi. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to be on your show. Yay, we're really excited to have you. Uh, So as I said, I met Savannah in grad school at NYU, and we were both uh, in journalism together, right? Yeah, great memories. Um, probably still recovering from grad school, but <laughs> we're here. Yes, it was a it was a traumatizing experience, but we we bonded over it. We did. <laughs> All right. So uh, as Eric explained, we're going to do our lightning round debates. Great. Um, so for this first debate, we're going to get you to decide which one of us is on the pro side and which one of us is on the con side. So let's make Eric the pro side. Alrighty. <laughs> Alright, I will be anti whatever the topic is. And drumroll, what is our first topic? Okay, quick like, like thing before I give you the topics. It's all like American things because I just moved to, well, I moved to America and now I'm unsure about things I've tried since. So the first thing is pumpkin spice lattes. Ooh. Oh man. Okay. oh this one will be fun what what are your feelings uh going into this on pumpkin spice lattes okay so i went in being like this is like i came here and i'm like it's pretty lame that there's like a thing for just a specific season and why is everyone so hyped up about it and then when it became fall um and everyone was trying it i got really excited i'm like this is actually really sweet you know it's like this it like tells us when a season's coming and it's like nice that there's a theme. And then I tried it and I must say it's and and I wasn't sure how I felt. It felt like a little bit too milky and stuff for me. Um, but then after I had it, I kind of wanted it again. And especially now, like I want it again because it's fall. So I'm just really conflicted. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Three, two, one. Uh, I couldn't have said it better myself, Savannah. The best way to mark any season is with a lovely, delicious, warm, hot drink uh, that is flavored like the season. You want those autumnal flavors, those autumnal colors. Everything is autumnal. Fall is the best season, I would say, um, because you have the changing of the leaves. Uh, The hot, hot summer is gone. It's done away with. You're now in fall season. You get to wear your warm, cozy clothes again. But it's not too cold. It's not winter yet, thank goodness. But you get to still enjoy walks in the park. And why not? What better thing to accompany you on a walk on the park than a pumpkin spice latte? It marks the season. It tastes like the season. It's wonderful. You can get them everywhere now, so you don't have to go to a terrible uh, company like Starbucks. (laughs) And not only that, it's the new flavor wave that is... Uh, infused itself in more than just coffee so you can find it everywhere and it's enjoyable 
I won't disagree with you, Fall is obviously the best season, but there are way better drinks that you can drink than a pumpkin spice latte uh, when it starts getting chilly out. Some that come to mind are hot chocolate, super yummy, uh, apple cider, way better. And then there's also just like your normal lattes, your normal coffees, etc. Um, in my opinion, a pumpkin spice latte tastes like a normal latte with like a sickly sweet sugar and some strange spiciness to it. It kind of tastes like if you like drank a latte after eating pumpkin pie and then kind of like vomited it back up. <laughs> In other words, it's just, it's too much. It, it's too potent, like, potent of a flavor. It's too sweet. They have to make it so sweet to hide the fact that it's just not a good flavor to begin with. I have nothing against fall and having fall drinks, but this one is just a dud. Uh, I couldn't disagree more. The pumpkin spice latte is, not only is it a nice warm drink to mark a season, it is a movement. It is... Something you can enjoy and be a part of something bigger. You can be drink your pumpkin spice latte and uh, share that with other people. This is a communal experience. The, the coming of the pumpkin spice latte, much like the McRib for McDonald's lovers, the pumpkin spice latte marks the season. You're in it together with other people. You remind yourself that you are a part of a larger community of the world. And with that, you can then enjoy a nice, sweet drink. A nice warm sweet drink that isn't too chocolatey. Hot chocolate can be very sweet. All it is is sweet. Where pumpkin spice latte has the other flavors. It's got the spices like uh, drinking a gingerbread cookie mixed with a pumpkin cookie mixed with everything else you'd want and a nice tea and give you that pep of caffeine. Pumpkin spice latte is good. Okay, besides being overwhelming and tasting like a garbage can, Creating an identity based on a, a brand is the definition of basic. <laughs> you know who's walking around in fall uh, with a pumpkin spice latte? Super basic people. Super basic people who think their identities are that they like a season and that they like a certain kind of seasonal beverage. We do not want to be those type of people. And also... <laughs> For a movement, it is depressingly bad. It would be one thing if it was a movement because this was a delicious item, the way people blew up about those Popeye chicken sandwiches for some reason out of the blue. But it's like, you're like, oh my God, everyone loves this. It must be amazing. And then you taste it and it's like, oh my God, this tastes like baby poo. <laughs> Debate over. I don't know why you're tasting baby poo. But... <laughs> I don't know. Ba pumpkin pie reminds me of baby poo, and I just made the association. They look Fair. the same. All right. Savannah, let's get your way in, your thoughts, and then your decision. Okay. Those are already compelling. Um, I, to be honest, I think, well, okay, let me think about this. I really like hot chocolate and cider, so those were good points, Robin. I do think I fell for the whole, like, movement of a thing, so, like, being part of a movement does feel good i didn't know about the mcrib thing so you lost me there oh, <laughs> um another thing maybe i should try <laughs> but i did feel a bit triggered when um robin said basic bitches walk around you know drinking it so <laughs> like i didn't want to be that i didn't want to fall for the over expensive thing so i think this round robin wins Ooh. because i love fall but maybe i'm gonna stick to cider this fall as my themed drink. Sorry, um, Eric. Yes. That is fair. <laughs> I mean, I don't. It's fine to be basic. That's if I had to point to counterpoint it. It's fine to be basic. That's okay. 
I think it. I, I also think it's fine to be basic, but but my second point in that, which is, it's it's fine when it's something that it's good. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> like I'm happy to be basic, but like I think it's like trying it and then not liking it, but then still feeling like because it's full, you should be having it. I mean, that being said, I probably will try it once more again. So I don't know what that says, but. <laughs> exactly. It's like this weird peer pressure because it's such a big deal. You're like, people love this so much. It must be good. And then you taste it and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like cilantro. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No one likes cilantro, but people keep putting it in their food. I too want to understand the Popeye's chicken thing. I've never had one of the sandwiches. Why is everyone talking about it right now? It was a new thing that was promotional, and then everyone went crazy, and then they brought it back, and now it's like a normal item, I believe. Okay. But yeah, it's just like, this sandwich is good and exclusive. I think that's the thing, is time-limited things uh, create a fervor around them. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, listeners. If you're enjoying this podcast, Fiend Media has another new show I think you might like. It's called The Personal History of Games, and it's hosted by Do We Like co-host Eric Canius. I'll let him take it from here. Thanks, Robin. Hey, folks, Eric here, and I'd like to invite you to check out my new podcast, The Personal History of Games, a show where I interview people from all walks of life on how games have intersected with and influenced their lives. Guests range from people in and around the games industry to the more casual player. We have conversations to find out how we got from that first influential game they played to today, and all the steps in between. You can find the personal history of games wherever you listen to podcasts or check out our website at personalhog.com. All right. So for this next debate, Eric and I are just going to switch sides, which means I will be on the pro side and Eric will be on the con side. And Savannah, you can give us our next topic. Okay, something I recently watched that everyone like gave like gave me flack for never watching before was the American version of The Office. And I don't actually know if I like it. Do I like it? Oh, that's interesting. How much of The Office have you seen, Robin? I have seen bits and pieces of The Office. I think I know more about The Office through memes than I do from <laughs> actually watching the show. <laughs> that's about it. What about you? I've seen it. I've seen it all. Ugh, we ready? I'm ready. All right. The American Office is wonderful, first and foremost, because it has a wonderful cast with a lot of memorable characters. Like everyone likes Jim and Pam, I think. Is that their names? Yes, Yes, Jim and Pam. They're the wonderful like romance that everyone like really fell for. And then there's what's his name? Dwight? Yes. Ah, I'm getting the names right, even though I've (laughs) never seen it because he's in all the memes. And that just like shows you how good it is that I can know these characters and their names and kind of the basic plot of the show without ever having seen it because it has such a big cult following and people really fell in love with it. The other thing is, is that the UK version in comparison was made by a really shitty human being. His name is Ricky Gervais. (laughs) (laughs) We don't like him. So we shouldn't like the stuff he produces. We took it to America. We made a better version with a less problematic uh, creator. And yeah, it's great. You know who else had a cult following? (laughs) Charles Manson. (laughs) But I digress. (laughs) The the Office is an an also-ran show. The first season is pretty much lifted directly from the UK version um, for way worse uh, because in the UK version, you can do things like swear and talk about sex without having uh, America's values put on you so hard. Also, 
all white cast until they finally added Craig Robinson like five seasons in. And then he was the token black guy for a very long time. Yeah. And then the weird uh, Michael Scott is one of the worst characters on TV. And he is, and people seem to like it. People quote that uh, that freaking episode in the first season, the cultural sensitivity training episode. For worse, it's not good when you quote a thing. When you quote people being racist, doesn't mean it's still a joke. It's not a joke. Okay, so it took them a while to get their footing because they were just trying to be the British. And, and that happens when you're trying to make a remake of something. But eventually, they like figured it out and became their own characters and their own people. And it became more real feeling. And they, you know, successfully Americanized it so that American audiences felt really connected to it. Sure, that meant that they had to take away some unnecessary, like, lewd content. But like, is that really required to make something funny and enjoyable? No. So they were able to update it to have, you know, more American values and resonate with their American audience so much that like, you know, it just went on for a really long time. I have no idea how long it went on, but it seemed like forever (laughs) And, and, and still like just remains in the imagination of the country. That's a great thing. Uh, you made my point for me. It went on forever. <laughs> uh, even after Steve Carell left and they wrote people in and out of the series, uh, it just went on for way too long. It's one of those things about knowing when to hold them and knowing when to fold them. And <laughs> it did not know when to fold them. That created a cyclical same jokes every season over and over type deal. Um, they weren't able to get much more. They were kind of uh, bleeding the stone for Jim and Pam stuff forever because they got together in like season two or something. I guess sure it was on and off, but whatever. Yeah, just a bunch of also ran jokes. And then it's that thing about a white writer's room where they write jokes to be cringy on purpose, but then it's also just offensive on purpose where they did the the gay episode with Oscar and like I said, the cultural appropriation or a cultural sensitivity. You're done. I ran out of time. Great debate. <laughs> Very exciting. Yes, how, how do you um, like a debate where, yeah, one side just has no idea <laughs> about the office? I think that was really impressive. And also like, yeah, in your favor, like you were able to talk about it without watching it. And that does give like the office some credit. Um, unfortunately, I think Eric did make better points. Maybe it's because I just like like the cons better. I don't know. It's starting to see this thing. But, you know. You said, Robin, you said like Jim and Pam were like a great thing. Pam really annoyed me. So (laughs) that like didn't do it for me. (laughs) I also generally like UK shows. So like just lifting it off from a UK um, show, that's annoying. Um, So that was a good point, Eric. Yeah, it did feel all white. Although I do think they have a token black guy from like the beginning, right? But it's also really uncomfortable. Oh, fucking Stanley. Whoops. You forgot Stanley. Stanley and and Mindy Kaling's in there as well, but... Yeah, Um, but the the jokes do feel like a little bit uncomfortable, especially because it's such a, like, white cast. So I think I'm going to have to give Eric this one. I'm sorry, Robin, you did a great job without even watching The Office, but... I think it's the end of my relationship with The Office for now. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's understandable. Yes, that was a spirited debate. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't have strong feelings one way or the other, obviously. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's not like a show that ever interested me to watch, like either version. Yeah, it never really appealed to me until like I came here and then 
like it started getting awkward when people asked if I'd watch The Office and I said no, so I gave it a try. <laughs> That's hilarious. I would just lie and say, oh no, I watched the UK one, but I also didn't watch the UK one. <laughs> Let's get on to our third debate. The final topic, tiebreaker. Tiebreaker. Uh, I'm back at con. Eric is back at pro. Yes. Okay. Okay. And I hope, I feel like this could be, wow, this is going to show that I don't know anything about ca- Canadian sport, but maybe you guys have it there. Um, but going to a baseball game, like going to a live baseball game, I don't oh. know if I like it or not. <laughs> That's a lovely topic. That is. I like that. Yeah, it's a very American thing that you tried. <laughs> and we will decide. As Canadians, we're basically America's cousin. We get all the all the uh, cultural stuff from America. So we understand. Yeah. And I feel like I can't ask an American because it's like bad to say you don't like baseball, right? So I need like a trust. <laughs> I need the trusty cousins to like help me out here. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. All right. I think I'm ready. Eric? Uh, I'm ready. Play ball. <laughs> we're going to take me out to the ball game, everyone. So we're going to go watch a baseball game. What a lovely bonding experience. This is basically the uh, equivalent, but uh, better, of having friends over, watching a movie, or having something on in the background while you get to converse with your friends, you get to drink a bunch of beer, have a bunch of hot dogs, eat nachos out of a baseball cap that's small. Um, It's a communal experience with friends. The tickets aren't super expensive, so you get to go. You get to see this live sporting event. You get to feel the the vivacity of the audience and the crowd. Um, We're talking pre-COVID times. You get to feel the (laughs) um, this energy that you wouldn't get at home watching the game, even if you had buddies over. uh, You wouldn't get that same experience. You get to go out. It's an event. You get to have fun. Uh, yeah, and you just get to enjoy the company of others. You get to chat. There's not you, and you get to see a home run every once in a while. If you're lucky, maybe you'll catch that ball. Play ball, more like watch a bunch of boys stand around and do nothing for like four hours. Because like, why are baseball games so long? They always go overtime. You know why? Because no one ever scores any points. Because nothing ever fucking happens. Uh, going to a baseball game is absolutely pointless. It is the most boring, slow sport. You don't pay attention. The moment someone hits a home run, you're like, wait, did something happen? Because you've been talking to your friends and getting drunk. The only reason to go. And you can do that at home for way cheaper because the price of anything at a baseball game is so overflated. It's like, enjoy watching these boys stand around while you pay for your $15 beer and your like $20 plate of cheese fries and an overpriced hot dog. Uh, and none of them taste like really really great anyways unless you're at one of like the major fields and if you're at one of the major fields you can't even see the players on the the pitch because they look like tiny little dots from your like high up seats all these points you're making are just validation of this experience you can't get anywhere else you go there with your friends you get to see the major stars maybe you'll catch Derek Jeter hit a home run if you were there 20 years ago (laughs) you watch the New York Yankees on their way to another World Series getting all those rings it's exciting you're part of a bigger experience you're outside of your home you get to leave the house why go to a park when you go to a baseball park and watch people hit a ball and those exciting times are the roller coaster of emotions that baseball puts you on. You hear the roar of the crowd, you turn and look, and you see the ball, and it's flying through the air. And, oh, it bounces off the foul, the, the, uh, foul ball pole, and everyone's going crazy. And you're there, too, and you get to enjoy it. You don't need to know anyone's name. You don't need to see them. You just see the excitement. You feel it. You're there. It's great. 
There's no reason not to like it. And then you're there with your friends. If you go by yourself, that's a different story. <laughs> Except for that you don't feel the excitement. You just feel the confusion as you're up and your nosebleed seats just going, wait, what just happened? Where's the ball? Because you can't see any of it and you have no idea what's going on. And the rules are confusing as balls anyway. So you're just like, okay, so what happens now? I have no idea. And no one who's a baseball fan wants to explain to you because it's like their religion <laughs> and they think you should just already know from birth. So it's like you're on the outside. You're just, you know, you're never going to be in. And and yeah. And so once again, it's just like an excuse to get drunk on overpriced beers while watching a bunch of dots run around on a field, (laughs) confused about what is going on, trying to ask for help while no one's willing to help you. None of that sounds exciting. And like you feel the energy to me. It just it sounds like being stuck in some sort of American Gothic. (laughs) Also, there's way better sports to watch. Name all of them. <laughs> End of debates. Ah, oh, that was that was really good. I'm kind of conflicted, but I will decide. So um, I like that Eric started straight with like friends and like being there and not with the sports itself because like who actually goes to baseball just for the sport? Um, <laughs> beer was a great thing. Love beer. Although Robin did point out that beer is very overpriced and you can't bring your own, so you have to just pay for the overpriced beer, which is annoying. I do get confused at um, baseball games. <laughs> I don't understand why anyone would... Like, I don't understand why fans of baseball would go to baseball, I guess, because it is just a dot. Like, don't you get it better on your TV? So, very good point, Robin. Also, like, love the food at baseball games, but yes, it's overpriced. This is very hard. I think I still like the excitement of going to a sports match, so I'm going to go with Eric on this one. Yes. Ooh. You made you made it like, you know, sound exciting. And I think I like going to new things and doing new, like having new experiences. And yeah, even though I'm confused, I kind of find it funny when I ask people um, who are good at baseball because they can also like get so upset that you don't know. And that makes me happy. <laughs> that is fun. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Great debate, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Eric, have you actually ever been to a baseball game? No. <laughs> yeah, like that was pretty good then, Eric. <laughs> I knew Robin had been because we went to one together. <laughs> yeah, when we went uh, to Coney Island, that one was really fun because the fireworks were after and everything. I'm like, oh, this is lovely. Yeah. Yankee Stadium terrified me, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I went to like two last summer and the Coney Island one was small and it like seemed local enough and we had great seats because like no one was there. Um <laughs> But yeah, the Yankees one is a bit crazy. And they play like a tornado alarm every time someone hits a home run and all these lights flash and you're like, oh my God. Like, what is happening? I feel like they need the tornado alarm because no one would realize that a home run had been hit otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. So I guess that means the winner of this round is... Me, Eric. (laughs) Yay! And so that means for the next full debate episode we have, Eric will get to choose his side, pro or con, for the debate. Yeah. Thank you, Savannah. (laughs) Thank you (laughs) for helping me decide on these things. Oh, you're welcome. (laughs) I'm going to go get myself a pumpkin spice latte now. (laughs) Go to the baseball game and (laughs) you can be one of the cardboard (laughs) cutouts. 
Also, like, please message me after you get your pumpkin spice latte and tell me what your like opinion is. Yeah, like maybe maybe we'll have to change the whole all the results if I actually really do enjoy it. But I I don't think I am going to. So I'm a I'm super like curious as to if like I don't know if I'm just like an outlier who just doesn't like the taste or if it's just overly hyped up. I don't like it either. I tasted it once and it tastes like garbage bags. Yeah. See? Yeah. It really does not taste good. And you feel like like you've had way too much milk and like spice by the end. <laughs> Still gonna try it. <laughs> you gotta know. All right. Well, thank you for being our guest today. Is there anything you wanna promote? Um, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want anyone following you on social media. <laughs> I mean my social media is pretty boring, so you wouldn't wanna you, you wouldn't want to go to my social media. You would see nothing. Also, I, I've been like deleting my Instagram every couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, literally I'm like on the, on the verge of like not having social media. Wait, why are you deleting it? It's just been making me really anxious lately. So I like deleted every, well, first of all, I didn't have space on my phone. So I deleted it. And then I had like a week of bliss of like not knowing. <laughs> and I'm like, this is what it feels to not be like socially anxious about other people's lives. Oh, that's interesting. That's fair. I mean, it probably won't last, but well, like now, right now I have Instagram, but I deleted like during the weekdays. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for being our guest. And I hope we helped you, you know, solve some dilemmas in your life. Yeah, you really did. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. It's been it's been wild. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't have summed it up better myself. Well, thank you again, Savannah, for being on the show. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll catch you next time on Do We Like. Bye. You can hear more Do We Like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode and want to help us out, please leave us a rating and review. For updates, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Do We Like Podcast, or check out our website at dewelike.com. The show is hosted and produced by Eric Canius and Robin Lance. Special thanks to Savannah Lucas for being this week's guest. Do We Like is brought to you by Beamed Media, a Canadian podcast network. 